Hello, this is Josh Gondelman. No, I'm sorry, I'm Josh Gondelman, and this is Make My Day, a comedy game show. The world is a stressful place to be, so every week on the show we try to make it a little bit more fun, a little bit more pleasant. I play a game with one guest who is the only contestant, so they're guaranteed to win, very low stress. As we play, I assign my guest points based on how much their answers to my questions cheer me up specifically. The winner receives a $100 donation to the charity or cause of their choice, and then each of us gives a pep talk to someone or a group that we think need it this week, because this isn't all about me, it's just primarily about me. Today's guest is such a funny comedian, an incredible host. She has a podcast called Midnight Snack. She's the host of the Michelle Collins Show on Saturday, Saturday Night Radio. She's the host of the Michelle Collins Show on Satellite Radio. She is at Mishcoll, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L on Instagram, where she is excellent and a worthwhile follow. Welcome to the show, Michelle Collins. Wait, I actually choked to death when you said she's the host of Saturday Night Live. I was like, yes, I'm the new Elon she's Musk. every week. <laughs> She hosts Saturday Night Live every week <laughs> in a different costume every week. It's literally me in different costumes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Last week I was in a Jeremy Renner jacket and literally everybody thought I was Elon Musk, but it was actually me and I was offended. I was hurt. Um, <laughs> hi. Hello. It's so nice to see you. You just went up to Massachusetts. We were in Massachusetts the same weekend, but you went to the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum. I planned a trip specifically to Massachusetts to see my friend Sarah, who I went to college with, and then also go with her and her husband to that museum after watching This is a Robbery on Netflix. How did you like the museum in person? Did it live up to the intrigue of the documentary? I had a great time. I That museum, it is literally like stepping into Europe. It doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense that the quality of this museum is arguably the best I've ever been to, like in relation to its size, especially. It is just one of the most special places I've ever been. I am so grateful in a way to that robbery because I don't know if I would have ever known about this museum had it not been for this documentary, to be honest. Yeah, it is the robbery kind of jazzes up the museum, wow, right? Does it? It's like a it's like Cindy Crawford's beauty mark. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, do you know that one time I interviewed Cindy Crawford and um she was very nice, but I was like, hey, she looks so incredibly beautiful and young. And I realized anytime I said something funny, she would laugh without moving her face. So I would be like, Oh, you know, Cindy, la la la, and she'd go, <laughs> like it was not a single muscle. It was like <laughs> you can't see me, it's not gonna translate on the podcast, but it's incredible though. You walk in to that famous room. I actually watched the first episode of the doc again that night because just to see those empty frames in this, mm-hmm. and there was one guard, you know, they put like the most charming guard in the Dutch, or excuse me, in oh, the Dutch room, which is where all the robberies happened. He was dying yep. to perform. His name was Jim. He was such a nice guy. I was like, so, uh, I walk by, I go, so, uh, what's the story with these, this robbery? You know me, I'm like, oh, always chatting. You, you teed him up for it? Yeah. You're a good host. <laughs> I'm the best. You could see he was like rocking back and forth, like in a sweater vest, like dying to tell somebody what he know, what he knew. And he. Somebody ask me about this fucking <laughs> frame or I'm going to burst. <laughs> he was so excited. He was like. Now, you might notice that I don't do a good Boston accent. This is not going to be that. But he was like, <laughs> he goes, now, did you notice the velveteen on Rembrandt's self-portrait? I was like, did I? Mine eyes sang when I saw it, Jim. I mean, it was so beautiful. <laughs> and then he goes, well, that Rembrandt self-portrait was facing the famous only Rembrandt seascape that was one of the stolen paintings. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was Storm like the a- Sea of Galilee, of course. <laughs> this is a perfect intro. Let's jump into our game. Our game today is called This Belongs in a Museum. 
Michelle, we were just talking about our love of the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum, where the famous art heist took place in 1990, and how weird it is that there's just a bunch of empty picture frames hanging there still because of the way the endowment was stipulated. On today's show, I'm going to ask you questions about the weird museum of your wildest dreams. As always, I will judge your answers based on accuracy, creativity, and how much they delight me specifically. Michelle Collins, are you ready to play This Belongs in a Museum? I'm so excited, and what a lovely game to play with me, an art history major. I thank you. Let's start here. First question. Where in the world would you want your museum to be located if you could have any weird museum any place? I thought and thought, because I was like, okay, maybe I'd want it in Italy. You know, who doesn't love Italy? Mm -hmm. Or my favorite city, London, or England, my, one of my favorite countries. But then I really thought, and I thought, where is a place that brings me happiness? And the answer to that, Josh Gondelman, and this is where I'd like my museum, would be next to the Home Goods on Zelza Avenue in the Valley. Now, you can look that up <laughs> on your Google Maps. Are you familiar with Zelza Avenue? No. Uh, yeah, it's in Northridge. You may recognize it from the 1994 earthquake. Great place for a museum, Michelle, at the fucking epicenter of the fucking earthquake. <laughs> well, I still got it, kids. Anyway, that is where I want my very delicate, very priceless museum to exist. Because how sad, after the earthquake, everyone would be like, not the museum. That's what everybody would be saying. Everyone, there's an earthquake and everybody thinks of you first. <laughs> That's my dream. That is why I want the museum there. I want I want my museum to be a victim straight away. I love this idea of personal positioning it next to the home goods for convenience of shopping. And second of all, of creating a museum that's just like born to die. <laughs> I want it to be like my glass menagerie. Like, I just want it to crumble. Like, there's something beautiful about a museum. Look at what happened with this Isabella Gardner. You know, this robbery happened and it's sort of infamous now. I would like to have an infamous museum that one day just crumbles. God forbid, and I want everyone to live. I just want my museum to be destroyed. Yes, you, you want the museum it. to crumble. You have, like, Munchausen by proxy for a museum. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hey, it's like there's a new, it's the act two, and it's me, like, just precariously placing, like, priceless <laughs> objects in, like, a head wrap, just on, like, a glass shelf. On an etagere. <laughs> why, are, why are all the um, the cabinets that hold the priceless artifacts on wheels? <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> I have a headache. Anyway, well, I can't wait for my museum. But, so forget the earthquake. Um, but yeah, no, that home goods, I will fuck with that home goods. They have some great, I got one of the, my best home goods purchases there that is sitting what right over it? there, actually. What is I it? bought a nearly $500 Rosenthal vase or vase, depending on where you're from. $500, it's a vase. Babe, I agree. Hun, that's class. <laughs> I bought a vase at that home goods, 500 bucks. I paid $5.99 for it. This is an incredible answer. This answer is worth 599 points for the 599 that the vase cost at the home goods. Oh, thank you, that's so nice. You're welcome. I love to commemorate a sale with points. <laughs> Next question. We've, we've established a location for this yeah. museum. What? What's in it? What's the theme of this museum? What's it called? What kind of um, art, artifacts, culture does it house? I want to call it the Museum of Unnatural History, where it's literally, <laughs> I don't even know. It's just so stupid. I don't know. Oh, I like that. Well, I'm thinking it's, obviously I want it to be a museum about me in some way. 
And you know, my dream okay. after I die is to have my skeleton hung up from the ceiling like the whale in the Natural History Museum. <laughs> you know that. I want there to be like sleepovers. What? I want there to be sleepovers under my skeleton. Like I want, you know, there to be like a vaccination site under me. I have a lot of dreams about my very large, <laughs> I'm a six foot one woman. So there's already like a Ripley's energy around me. <laughs> I feel like people would just love to dine under me after I go. So um, that would be like the main cafeteria hall, I would say. It's just me dangling above everybody having food. <laughs> skeleton. <laughs> yes. But um, I really, what would my museum be? You know, listen, the truth is I actually do love art and I do love priceless objects. But sure. maybe now that I'm thinking about home goods, maybe it's like, this is going to, you know, this is almost too Jewish. This is like why my people are targeted constantly. But No, please, art people. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's um, like the best bargains, like this vase that was 99% off. This is one of the best ideas I've ever heard. Or like an Antiques Roadshow Museum where it was like, this was found at a garage sale, but it was worth $8 million. Like, I would love to actually see those items that people got found in their attic and have worth. This is such a great idea because you. you love that on Antiques Roadshow, right? I mean, you love when they're like, my grandfather saved this for 80 years. How much is it worth? And you're like, it says on the bottom, he bought it at Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> this is a Daffy Duck t-shirt, sir. This museum is so great. I would love to browse it and be like, oh man, this was like a, a priceless piece of art bought at a yard sale for $4. That's incredible. Yeah, um, th- I love that. This answer is worth 85 points 85, for 85% off on clearance. Next question. How expansive and extensive is this museum? Is it kind of a little hole in the wall with like a couple curiosities? Or is it like a beautiful, uh, like the Metropolitan Museum of Art, like wings on wings on wings? Uh, I'm picturing it in like, you know how um, sometimes they turn IHOPs into banks? This would be at like an old um, out of functioning cheesecake factory. Like I'd want it to look <laughs> like fake Egyptian. Like I, I'm yep. picturing sconces, marbling, onks, you know, um, mm-hmm. that kind of an energy, like beautiful lighting, obviously for photo purposes. Of course. Uh, but not too big. I, sometimes museums like the Prado in Madrid, this is to prove how mm-hmm. worldly I am. Honestly, mm-hmm. too big, too many masterpieces. I was like, people, I got to go get a coffee. Like it, it was just overwhelming. So I would say a nice, the ABBA Museum in Stockholm is a nice model for that. It's very small. I want Mm -hmm. people to be mad they paid admission on the way out. (laughs) Like, it's suggested donation, but you said it really high, and then when people pay it, they're like, ah. like, "Ah, I said suggested, idiot. (laughs) Oh, that suggested donation. That never fools me. I see suggested, I'm like, I'm going to suggest $2. You're going to thank me for it. And... (laughs) I'll suggest a fiver, and then you'll suggest that your, like, millionaire donors, you know, go to the gala or whatever and give you money. Yeah. Let the Sacklers pour more of their Oxycontin death money into this. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my museum, I forgot to mention, sponsored by the Sacklers. I should have brought that up earlier, but I'm (laughs) so sorry. You you insist on sponsored (laughs) by the Sacklers. (laughs) I forgot to You said if it's not them, no deal. (laughs) Literally, Sacklers are bust. That's the name of one of the wings. Sacklers are bust. (laughs) We have so many donors lined up. People, there's a lot of goodwill you've engendered with taking over this abandoned cheesecake factory and rejuvenating it. Sacklers are bust. Sacklers are bust. That's, I wake up every day thinking that. Yeah. Those monsters, by the way. Motherfuckers. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. The worst. Yeah. Um, This is a great answer. I think a cheesecake factory is a great size for a museum. Thank you're you. in, you're out. 
you've you've absorbed culture, but it didn't kill you all day. <laughs> That's what I mean. An hour, two hours max. You yeah. don't want kids to get upset. You know, just in and Mm-mm. out. Cheesecake Factory says, but dense with bargains. <laughs> yes. That's how people describe me sometimes. Dense with bargains. This is, um, this answer, I think I've given this number of points before for the same reason, but this answer is worth 172 points based on how many items I assume are on the Cheesecake Factory's menu. <laughs> yes, that's exactly accurate. If you count Renee's special, 173. Mm-hmm. Yes. What? Okay, so 173. I'm not trying to shortchange on points. I appreciate that. Next question. What is the big artwork or artifact that always has a long line of people waiting to see it in person? Other than my skeleton, you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. We've, so we've already talked about your skeleton, but, like, talk, tell me about the draw and, like, what are people's reactions when they see your skeleton suspended uh, in this abandoned cheesecake factory? It's suspended over the dining room of an abandoned cheesecake. Um, I, I honestly think that... People would just be in shock. I don't believe, you know, I always, first of all, I assume everyone will think that I was an amazing athlete. That's what I really would hope. (laughs) Um, That, you know, I always, (laughs) because, you know, I'm not one, obviously. I do walk at a quick clip. Um, My Apple phone tells me that I have a 52-inch stride. I want people to look at my skeleton and think, was that Serena? Was that perhaps uh, Lindsay Davenport, famed tennis champ, six foot two? Yes. And then when they see the picture of me, go what? Like I don't <laughs> think people realize that within all this body, literally lies. When I see my X-rays, it looks like the poster for Jurassic Park. I'm like, that is literally a dinosaur. <laughs> that is not. There's nothing delicate in my whole body. I had a foot. I had plantar fasciitis. The bones came back. It looked like Sam Neil dug it up from you know. <laughs> Those are my fucking bones. They're huge. Anyway, so that's uh, what I want people to think. W- Wayne Knight was captured by <laughs> trying to sell your DNA. <laughs> <laughs> and then like a little me cracks out of an egg. That actually would be fucking adorable. <laughs> it would be Aww. so cute. A tiny little you coming out of an egg. Little me yeah, so with Devin- like bangs. Go on. <laughs> the little one has bangs. <laughs> Just to see, genetically engineered to see how you would look with bangs. (laughs) Like, you're the only person who's ever been cloned for the haircut option. (laughs) (laughs) No, they can just go through my fucking Facebook and see me with bangs. Mm. Oh my goodness. But yeah, that's my dream, Josh. Thank you for asking. Suspended, your skeleton suspended over the Cheesecake Factory dining room. And people hoping that I was an athlete and then being shocked to learn that I was an artist. An artist, a tall artist. Incredible answer, as always. This is uh, 206 points for the number of bones in the human body. (laughs) Next question. Who is the first luminary you would let guest curate an exhibit? Honestly, I really thought about this. I was like, because, you know, I have so many heroes, living and Mm -hmm. dead. But I think that I want to create (laughs) buzz. I I assume you're going to pick one of the living ones. (laughs) Well, buckle up. Yes. No, I... I, Jean-Michel Basquiat. (laughs) I would love for Basquiat to do it. No, I want someone who creates buzz and maybe a little confusion. Like, why would this person be guest curating sure. something? And the, I swear yep. to God, the first name that popped into my head was Don Cheadle. Because <laughs> like, you know Cheadle's so cool. Everybody loves so him. Cool. He, he's so, like, under the radar cool and kind of has a sense of humor. But I feel like I still don't know a lot about him. I just feel like Don Cheadle curating something at my museum yep pretty much is perfect. So that's who I would like. That's the luminary I choose. Yeah. I feel like people would be impressed 
and intrigued. They'd be like, what is Don Cheadle's aesthetic for visual art and bargains? Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking it would just be like all like sale fedoras or something because he's very cool. You know, it's always like, <laughs> that would be like the Bruno Don- Mars exhibit. <laughs> Elon Musk says he's going to have a man to Bruno Mars within four years. You know what? You know what? I can't do this anymore, Josh. I can't. By the way, they could get that little tiny little Bruno Mars is so cute. They could have a man to him in about two seconds. He's teensy. He's so, (laughs) he's so talented. I think one of the most, even though he's like hosted a Super Bowl, most underrated talent. I've seen him live. Very talented. Not by choice. Free tickets. And you want to know what? Afterwards, not by choice, meaning my friend said I have free tickets. I went, Against your will. Literally dragged in. And truly, by the end, I was like, this is the best. (laughs) I was hogtied in row C. <laughs> in a giant stadium in a seat, bound and gagged. Next to Dorinda to- Medley. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't ask any questions, very discreet. Oh, she had the best. We still had a great conversation, and I was gagged. And I got to tell you that afterwards, I said, This is literally the best concert I've ever been to. So that's my. Bruno could also curate something. Yeah. A Don Cheadle, Bruno Mars co-curated fedorarium. Oh my God. Fedorarium is so (laughs) funny. And it's just all, and then there's like one case that has like the soul patches we lost. It's like an in memoriam for soul patches. Like people who realize it looks stupid. So it's just like little triangular patches just on pages. Howie Mandel. It's really beautiful. All the soul soul patches throughout history that people have shaved. (laughs) Ben Affleck had a huge one. Ben Affleck, the guy from the band Stained, Aaron Lewis. Wow, yes. He might a still have it, though. He might still have the salt patch. <laughs> We're going to get it. We, D- yeah. Cheetah will get it. Cheetah will get it. Cheetah will get it. Mm-hmm. He was in Ocean's Eleven. He knows how to steal a salt patch. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the new sequel. Two Oceans, Ocean's- Two Levens. <laughs> <laughs> And they, they're trying to steal soul patches off a guy's faces. It's kind of a, it's like a heist slash makeover show. Yeah. Oh my God. Actually though, that is a great idea for a show. Heist makeovers. Yeah. God, you got so many good ideas. Truly, this is why you're successful. It just hit me. Thank you. You know? I feel yeah. really good about it. Yeah. Um, Don Cheadle, Bruno Mars, Fedorarium. Um, this this answer is going to be worth 275 points, which is the number of hairs I imagine are in a soul patch. Well, that's a generous patch. Yeah, I'm thinking like I wouldn't have a great one, but if you're if you got a lot of patch density, like a lot of soul in that patch, I feel like 275 follicles. I literally only date men based on their patch density. I don't know if you knew this about me. <laughs> That's unhinged. Your bio is just like patch density a must. It's like, it's for me, it's like Egyptian cotton. Like I need it to be 400 threads or up. You know what I mean? What's, what's your face's thread count? <laughs> Next question. What kind of multimedia presentation would you have in place of like a planetarium or an IMAX theater? So, um, okay, this is a really fun one because I love the planetarium. Let me just start by saying I've always loved it. Love an IMAX. I miss the days when IMAX was cool, like when it was like fun, before they started showing Spider-Man, when they had just like Everest, space, you know. Right, back when it had to be educational. (laughs) 
But that was the best kind of IMAX movie because then it turned into like this weird smaller version. It was never as fun. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you agree with me, but I would want people to experience the world through my eyes. Um, and just, it's almost like a honey, I blew up the kids. You know, they could step sure. into like this big suit and just see everybody <laughs> oh, small. So not VR, it's a big suit. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking VR headset and you're no. lady suit. No, no, no. Like, like almost like a mummy's tomb. <laughs> <laughs> a mummy's tomb with the eyeballs cut out that's motorized. <laughs> and it's stuck with a little thing. <laughs> so a mummy's tomb the size and shape of your body is what you're Crying. saying? Yeah, I don't love the way you said shape, but yes. Um, and... <laughs> Well, I just mean not shaped like a sarcophagus, shaped like a human being. Literally crying. Yes. (laughs) And I want people to see what it feels like. (laughs) This is so stupid. This is one of the most unreasonable things I've ever heard. Look. I have to sit up. Uh, this is the kind of laughter where I will actually start to sob and like, make you uncomfortable. Okay, I have to collect myself. Uh, I mean, I just think it's like important for people to physically step into my body. You know, yeah. otherwise they just won't get it. Oh, Lord. No further questions on that. I think that's <laughs> a perfect answer. Thank you. I feel like... Yeah, screw you, IMAX. Screw you, Planetarium. You're going to see the world in Michelle vision the <laughs> into the whole point of the museum is to see how long it takes to demand your money back. <laughs> like how many rooms? How many rooms will it take? It's like boiler boiling point. Like how many rooms until you literally lose your fucking shit? And I'm like, this is such bullshit. They're like they put you. They they zip you into the suit, and then the the attendant whispers. You know, this is the lady whose bones are in the other room. People would love this. This is like better than Universal Studios LA. I'll tell you right now, I've been. Oh my God. This I'm is like better. actually gonna lose my mind. Oh. Incredible answer. This answer is worth 225 points based on how many seats are in a largish planetarium, I think. It's a great point system. Oh my lord. Thank you. What's your final question? Okay. What is the best-selling item in your museum gift shop? I constantly am, like, selling stuff to Buffalo Exchange and, like, all mm-hmm. my clothing. That I wear something once, and then I'm like, what have I done? And then I just yeah. try to get rid of it somehow. And it really is like a little business in my house. I live in a J. Crew, basically. I can bring in, at the moment, <laughs> two Ikea bags in my bedroom of stuff to either to donate or to sell. So I think it'd be funny yeah. to just, like, sell stuff that I just don't want. You know, it's just, like, the stuff, like, I wore it or... Like a little Goodwill, Michelle's Goodwill. I don't know what it'd be called, but I just think people would want to, again, after having lived in my body and seen my bones, be like, look at those dirty, ASOS skinny jeans with like the ass all stretched out. Like, me needs it. I think there's no better thing to stay. First of all, it's the theme of you, and then it's the theme of bargains, right? So maybe they can haggle (laughs) for your old clothes. Oh, if they haggle, they're out. Incredible answer, though. Gently use clothes. <laughs> um, 
kind of a <laughs> Buffalo Exchange style gift shop. I think that's great. It's innovative. Nobody's done it before. This answer is worth 99 points for just like everything will end in, you know, the, the price of things. 99 cents. That's when, it, when it's on clearance. 98 cents, it's on clearance. 99 cents, it just got to the store. They just raided yeah. like another one of my storage units. And we're mm. like, hey, we got more ASOS dresses, Charlie. That's what always the delivery <laughs> is like. Hey, we got more Fashion Nova cotton dresses, Charlie. <laughs> Wrap dresses are in. <laughs> hey, your wife, a size 14, 16, jolly. It's a lucky day. We got lunch. <laughs> anyway. It's a, this is a, it's just Diane von Seckenberg? Okay. <laughs> that, yeah, that's hilarious. That's the name of the gift shop, Diane von Seckenberg. <laughs> Diane von Seckenberg. Yes, that's the name. <laughs> For when you want secondhand wrap dresses. Yes, yes. Used, so used wrap dresses, Diane von Seckenberg. Diane von Seckenberg. It's actually, that is a million-dollar idea, Josh. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. That 99-point answer brings your total score for our game of This Belongs in a Museum to 1,632 points, the highest all-time score in Make My Day history. Michelle Collins, how do you feel? I'm really excited. Thank you, Josh. Good. You're welcome. Thank oh you. Oh, my God. What do I get? Well, as this week's champion, you win a $100 donation to the charity or aid cause of your choice. Where will the money be going? So my favorite, one of my favorite charities is God's Love We Deliver, which brings, Oh, yeah, it's great. Uh, it was actually, you know, my idol, Joan Rivers, go-to charity. It brings meals to people who are homebound. Here in New York, I steadily donated and, and encouraged everyone to throughout the pandemic. They help keep people fed, and they're just wonderful people there. So thank you so much for for giving them that money that I can buy meals for a couple of people, for sure. Thank you. That's such a great choice. Do you follow automotive news? Or do you just like cars and want to see what the heck's going on? Well, then you might like Donut Media's new podcast, The Big Three. Hi, I'm James Pumphrey, and every week, me and my co-host slash two of my top five friends, Nolan Sykes and Joe Weber, unpack the latest and greatest in automotive news and trends on The Big Three. You'll also get a lot of laughs, hot takes, and personal insight on cars from the biggest car guys in automotive media. So, whether you're a hardcore enthusiast or just a person who goes, up, that's a good-looking car, <laughs> check out The Big Three, available wherever you get your podcasts, or you can watch the full videos at Donut Podcasts on YouTube. Finally, on our show, the pep talks. We'll each give a pep talk to a person or group that we think deserves them or needs them this week. I'll go first. My pep talk is for the empty picture frames at the Gardner Museum. This is not the life you thought you'd be leading. It seemed like you were destined for greatness in your field, creating a boundary between the world and a Vermeer or maybe a Rembrandt, but not anymore. For 30 years, you've hung on a museum wall showcasing well, nothing. This is not the story you'd had in mind for yourself. But you have become part of a different, more exciting story. You've started in a documentary, which granted is often the result of something horrible happening. They don't make many documentaries where the thrust is, things are pretty good, turned out okay. Like even the documentary about Michael Jordan was full of tragedy. A bunch of people's dads died, very sad. But the fact remains, you're still there. It's not the life you chose, but it's the life you have. And in some ways, this is a grander destiny than you would have imagined for yourself. You've been pressed into service on the biggest stage, like Lou Gehrig starting for his team after whatever the other guy's name was, who never got his job back after he got hurt. 
you are no longer just a frame. Whether you wanted this or not, you are the art now. So mine is just totally extemporaneous and I didn't even know who I was going to give it to until I heard you, Josh. And I've decided to give my pep talk to Jim, the guard in the Dutch room, <laughs> who I met at the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum this Saturday. Uh, pep talk to Jim. Jim, first and foremost, you were by far the most polite guard I personally came across at the Gardner Museum. You had your facts ready. You had information at hand, and not just that, you were delighted to share this information. You were waiting with bated breath for someone to come to you so that you could impart this info. And me, being who I am, I said, Jim, tell me, how did you end up here? I thought he had worked there genuinely for 40 years. He had only worked <laughs> there. No, I literally thought he was like born, like his mama delivered him in the blue room, but no. In the museum. Yes. He, uh, in fact, had only worked there a year, and he went to art school and just always loved going to the museum. And he was retired. Wow. He was a graphic artist who retired and decided that he was going to spend his retired days in his favorite place in the world at the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum. And he could not have been a more perfect guard. In fact, at one point, he was so into telling us the history of what had happened. He said, one second, I'm, I'm sorry. I just have to make sure that no one's stealing anything. <laughs> he, did, he did say that. And I was like, yeah, dude, like you forgot. He was almost like an animatron, you know, like put there just to yep. impart wisdom. So Jim, my pep talk to you is you made the room, you connected the information to the people who were there. In my opinion, you were more entertaining than both the podcast and the Netflix documentary wow. that came out about it. That's wow. really true. I mean that, like he just really, you really had a way of explaining things and you could see the passion for that building and for the artwork in it, just with everything that you described about it. So really my pep talk is thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing good work. You're teaching people things and uh, you're not lost on us, I guess is what I mean to say. Like I really appreciated him that day. So Jim, thank you. Thank you, Jim. You are appreciated. Wonderful pep talk. This it's is good. this has been Make My Day. This is the show. I'm your host, Josh Gondelman. Thank you to this week's champion, Michelle Collins. Michelle, where can people find you and your work? Oh, Josh, I adore you. They can find me on SiriusXM every morning, uh, channel 109, 7 to 10 a.m. live. Code for Kill Me. Also, uh, Midnight Snack podcast once a week. Josh was recently on your great and at Mishkal on Instagram. Thank you for having me at the best time. Oh my gosh, thank you. You are such a great host. I tell you every time I see you that you are such a, a generous and hilarious and gifted host oh. and you're a great guest as well. So thank you for being on the show. So uh, listeners, if you have your own answers to today's game of This Belongs in a Museum, tweet them at me, at Josh Gondelman or at Make My Day Pod. And if you have a couple extra bucks lying around, donate to God's Love We Deliver. I'll put all the information on the shows and in the show notes and on the show's social media. And that's the show. Make My Day is a Radio Point production produced by Houston Snyder and Naomi Steinberg, recorded and edited by Kat Iosa, executive produced by Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell. If you like the show, please rate and review it as highly as your conscience allows. A five-star review really helps. We'll be back next week. Until then, have several nice days. 